Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. You're in the right place. You checking out? Chip Baker, the success crowd. Conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles. Compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles. This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. I got my guy, Tay Mitch, with us. Uh, man, just great guy. Global ambassador for Cognac Company. Uh, a creator. Uh, has a hat company, Brims, as you see the hat, you know, he has on. Uh, and just involved in lots, uh, doing lots of great things in the, in the Houston area. And, you know, if you're looking for big things to do, connections, he's your dude. <laughs> he's the guy to connect with in, in H-Town. And so, man, I'm so thankful for you to take the time to to link up with me and chop it up with the Success Chronicles. Absolutely, man. The, uh, the pleasure is all mine, Mr. Baker. Again, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now in the world, sitting right here talking to you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, talk to us about your life story, you know, just, you know, where you're from originally and kind of track your story till now. Yeah, uh, man, so it's, it's so it's so crazy because I always get like this, this stigmatism whenever I say where I'm from. So I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Texas. It's, one of things, it's like Pittsburgh, Texas. I didn't even know it was a Pittsburgh, Texas. Yeah. yeah so a uh, super small town, northeast Texas, man, like yeah, man. two hours from the, from the Louisiana Shreveport border. Um, I grew up there, man. I grew up single parent. Um, knew my father, although you know he wasn't just influential in my life, but grew up with a with a strong, with a strong-minded and a strong black woman. Uh, me and my little brother. Um, man, growing up, I was a uh, I was I was I was, a, I was a sports star. I played football, basketball growing up. Uh, school came easy to me, so you know straight A's. Mom wasn't playing that. You know I wanted kicks. I wanted this. I had to bring the grades. In. You feel me? Like, I know was, that life. It was one of those. You know. Like, <laughs> I think that was the era of like, like that was, was like, like real parents, like my, like it was a real parenting, you know, like coming up to the schoolhouse if things weren't going on. Like, <laughs> That's what I, you feel me? Hey, I, what I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, like we'll break you off at any moment. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and in front of people, you yeah, know, like don't was, care. you can get this in front of your friends, your friends can get it too, because they mama know me too, you know. So, uh, so you, that, that's the, that's how I grew up. You know, that's how I grew up. So I grew up, uh, and the I, I never forget, man. My my eighth grade year, 
my mom's like, yo, we're gonna uh, we're gonna move to Dallas. I'm like Dallas, she's like, you know, I got a promotion with the company. They're gonna, you know, they're boosting my salary, and I'm like, nah, you know, like like this this I'm projected to be on varsity starting quarterback my freshman year. You know, varsity started shooting guard, like, this ain't going to work. And it was it was something that it just, like, ripped through all of East Texas. You know, like, in the newspaper, like, yo, this guy, Mr. East Texas, is going to be moving. Like, he's out of the district now. And it was, like, coaches were like, yo, he can stay with me, family members, close friends. Uh, but my mom just wasn't having it. So we, we moved to Dallas. i never forget my last – I think my last, my last district game in eighth grade was on a Thursday. That following Monday, I'm enrolled in Arlington. At a, at a new school where I'm a new kid. I go from being like the guy, you know, just the kid who, you know, it's all kind of mapped out to, yo, you're nobody now, yeah. you know? And I think it, I think that's kind of like really early when I realized, you know, like, yo, you gotta have to now become yourself. Like you gotta learn a little more at an early age. So, uh, I mean, that was cool though. You know, I, I was able to adapt, got friends early, at, you know, and, Still play basketball. I dropped football, but I, I did play basketball. It didn't like I say it was smooth. School was still a breeze. So I don't know where again we get this. You know we have this. We have this sit down, and my mom's like, you know, we're gonna the company's about to you know boost my salary again. We're gonna do this all over again. And by this time, I'm I'm into my sophomore year. I'm going into my junior year. The summer going into my junior year, and I, I you know I think if this this is the age. You know, you're teenager. You're kind of like. You, you kind of feel it yourself a little bit. Like my mom said, you smell your own piss. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, yeah. she would tell me that, and I'm like, I don't want to go. You know, she's like, well, what else you going to do? You know, so we make this move to Houston. And uh, I think at that age, I think at that point, that's when the first time when I, like, I had like a like a rebel mentality. Not like, you know, disrespectful to my mom, but it was like, yo, life just isn't going for me. You know, like this ain't what it's supposed to be. Like this, it ain't fun no more. So stop playing sports. Um, however, I always in myself always like finer things. I always like, you know, to dress nice. I've always been known to like, yo, just you know, this guy presents himself well or you know, he always got his own thing. So I started working early, you know. I never forget my first job was Church's Chicken. You know, I'm back there. I'm at Church's Chicken, it was it was for me it was like a wake up call. So I did Church's Chicken my my junior year of high school and then I upgraded to Wingstop. You know, we went to we, we we upgraded the bird. We went from the churches to the upgraded bird. You know, we limit pepper all flat now. You know, um, so and but upon me coming to Houston, like I said, it was another big move, five eight five eight area, and just being a new guy. But I, I, I like I said, I had the knack and I knew what what I was good at, and that was just kind of like just being myself um, and treating people how I want to be treated. That's how my mom taught me growing up. She yeah. taught me to go to the rule. You treat people how you want to be treated. And that, that has Boy. carried me all the way to where I'm at now. Uh, upon, so I, like I say, school was still a breeze. Uh, me and, you know, what you may know now is Kirk O'Bangs. Uh, we become best friends. So me and Kirk become best friends. We go off to college together. We actually go to Lamar, Lamar University. Mm -hmm. um, I graduated top 15% of my class. Uh, I still say to this day, that's the worst decision I've ever made in my life, me going to Lamar. Really? And it was just like, I, if I knew what I knew now, I would have went to Howard. I would have went out of state. You know, it's like yeah. with, 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 with the intelligence that I had at that age and even what I know now, that was, like I said, it was the worst decision. But I didn't have the influence. You know, growing up, like at this age, the majority of decisions that I was making, I was living those mistakes, you know. I had to live live throughout my mistakes. You know, my mom did the best that she could do. She did an amazing job. Like, 
I, I thank her all the time. But um, so we, me and Kirk will go to Lamar. And at this age, at this time, I'm like acting as a manager, but not really knowing I'm the manager, no paperwork, you know. So I'm like, you know, and so I ended up, I, I had a summer job at Academy. And the guy I worked with at Academy that became a really close friend of mine named Pyro, which is one half of Sound Mob, which is the the producers that made Drink in My Cup, What Your Name Is, Walk on Green, all the Kirkos hits. So I was the liaison of putting putting all of that together um, and just creating that whole procrastination kills installment. Um, and just pretty much like put like building that foundation for Kirkos brand. Um, so our sophomore year, um, we finished we finished his first project. Coco transfers to PV, boom, what your name is just goes crazy. Like the radio, just it just goes crazy on the radio. However, I'm still at Beaumont at Lamar, and he's now in, you know, he, he's at PV, and he's just living, you know, living a lifestyle. Never, like I say, but I've, I've experienced that. You know, me growing up, I've always, I've always experienced, okay, well, you got to know how to get it, get it yourself. Make it um, happen. I waited, I waited, I waited, yeah, exactly, make it happen. You, look, Chip already you know, you got to make it happen. Period. You know? No excuses. Let's exactly. go. So I uh, I waited tables in college. I advise anybody, anybody in college, anybody wanting to make some good, quick money, want to meet people, build your charisma. Go wait tables. You gonna you gotta build your charisma. You gonna you gonna have a knack and a respect for people and yourself. And you gotta really you gotta build so much self awareness. So I started waiting tables, um, and I never forget a lady walks in. Her name is Karen Guillory. If you listen to this, Miss Miss Guillory. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. This is a black queen that walks in, she sits down and I approach her table. And my, my, my Red Lobster spill was next level. It was like, yo, <laughs> welcome to Red Lobster. My name is Tay, I'll be taking great care of us. You know, what can I get us started to drink? Matter of fact, the pink lemonade is my favorite on the rocks. You know, and I used to hit him with this spill, right? You feel me, Chip? I used to hit him with this spill, right? Hey, that boy good. <laughs> oh, we, we, we was good. I'm maximizing these dollars, Chip. You feel me? So, uh, so I said my spiel, and she was sitting with three other colleagues, man. And right after I said the spiel, she was like, "Yeah, I need you to write down your name, and I need you to write down your name and your number, and I need you to let me know when you can talk. I got an opportunity for you." I'm like, "Okay, cool." You know, at this time, I'm I'm 20, and uh, so I ended up giving it to her. She calls me when I get off or when I go on my break, and she's like, uh, "You know, my name is Karen Guillory. Um, You know." You look good in the, you know, I feel like you look good in the apron. You look good in the tie. I'm like, okay. And she's like, I want to offer you something that's going to benefit you in the long run. So it's going to teach you time management. It's going to teach you how to manage your money. And it's just going to open up so many different doors and opportunities. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you know, it sounds good over the phone. You know, let's, I'm a visual person. Like, how are we doing it right now? You know, I'm, I'm a visual. Let's sit down, you know, over some lunch and talk about it. So yeah, I met her that Thursday for lunch. I met I met her Thursday at Red Lobster for lunch. That Friday we sit down, and one of the one of the colleagues that was with her, um, come to find out, she was a district manager for an uh, insurance company, Anico Anico Insurance, which is top top. I think they're on the Forbes top fifty trusted companies in America. Wow. Um, matter of fact, the same the same family that owns Moody Garden owns this, owns this company. So you know what type of money we. We plan with right now. Yeah, big time. So she uh she offers me a job as a life insurance agent. Mind you, I'm 20, 21, getting ready to turn 21, and I take the position. You know, so I met her Thursday. I met with her for lunch Friday. That Monday, I'm in her office filling out paperwork. So I'm in her office filling out paperwork that Monday. I started that Tuesday. 
I'm at a Thursday, not the next day Friday, but that following Friday, 1300 plus in my bank account every Friday. And I'm like, yo, this is, this is fire right here. Like, yeah, like, like, okay, my, my man's going up with, with the music. It's good. We all, we are, everybody eats, B. Everybody eats, you know. And uh, I think that's when I realized food wasn't for me, mm-hmm. you know. And I told my mom, she's distraught. She's like, nah, this is like, what are you, what are you thinking? You're going to drop out? I'm like, I can provide for you and I can provide for me and I can make the decisions and just do things that I've always wanted to do. So, and my mom knows now, like I've, I've always had, like I'm, I'm strong-minded. I've always had an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship mentality of like, yeah. I can get it myself if I need to, if I need to get it. Um, and she, she, she enlisted that in me, you know, just, just watching her go out and get it, you know, with that same mentality. Um, and then, and, so I always listen to what Ms. Karen said, yo, this job is going to do this job, is going to do that. So I, do, I did this job for probably like two and a half years. And remind you, I'm the insurance man too. Like I'm, I'm the one knocking on, you know, I'm knocking on Miss Betty's door like, yo, Miss Betty, I know you in there. This premium not going to pay itself, baby. I just need this $12. Look here, Miss Betty, I'm going to pay it myself. But next week you doubling me up. You owe me 25 I need that dollar interest. You, you know, so... But it, 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 it was good, you know, like, like I said, I just, I learned people, I learned how to treat people, I, yeah. I learned, like, just the, um, just really how delicate life can be, you know, and how, and, because I would lose people on my books, too, like, people would die, you know, and it was really, it was a real thing, um, but I knew this wasn't for me, I'm like, yo, this, uh, the money's good, but this ain't fun, like, I, there's so much more I could be doing, so it, I think I was 23, and I, I walked into the office one day, we're having our staff meeting. And by the way, I blew this out the water. Just like biggest policy still to this day that's going on out there. They, they got me on the books out there. Groundbreaking. You know, yeah. Record setter. We, we did a million dollar policy out there, Chip. I can go back out there and check the stats, baby. You got to check the stats, B. So, we, uh, I love so it. I walked into the office and we had a meeting and like I stand up and I'm like, yo, I just want to let everybody know I'll be putting in my two weeks resignation. And they just like, no. oh, my, I'm in the office where I'm like the youngest by a minimum 15 years, youngest person mm-hmm. in the office by a minimum 15. And so um, they're just like, wow, you know, and I just like, yo, this is, I just got other things I'm trying to do. So I think I got enough money saved. You know, I'm like, yo, I'm about to, I'm about to move back to Houston. You know, I want to, I had just, I had just met this guy who did R&B music. And I'm like, yo, if I did it with Kirko, I can do it with this guy. This guy's a five-time Apollo winner amazing songwriter like dope we got the same formula we had already started working with sound mob again music was on blast we had just got a placement for um for kelly Rowland's album I'm like yo we let's go crazy so resigned moved to houston i realized very quick i didn't have enough fucking money saved we didn't have enough saved chip you know and um i never forget car got repo i ended up moving in with the homie i'm sleeping on my i'm on my homie's couch and reality sunk in real quick that you, know, you got to get you got to get you got to get back you know get back out there and get it. Um, so at that point I'm like yo I, I got to create a brand you know like I, I I'm like I, got, I have to do something because I didn't know what I didn't know what hard work looked like I didn't know what going and filling out application looked like anymore because even with me doing insurance what she was telling me time management is like you're gonna be on your own time like you don't have to come in the office every day but you're gonna like. She really taught me how to be an entrepreneur and how to, you know, how to talk to people, just how to sell. You um, set it up the way you want it to be. Right, right. So she, um, so at this point, I'm like, all right, I got this R&B artist, but 
only way I can get him is exposure is if we're selling tickets. Not only are we have to be selling tickets, but I'm either uh, paying for him to perform. And then nine times out of 10, nobody even cares about the opening act. You just want to come and see what you paid your top dollar for. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I got to create, I got to create my own atmosphere. I need my own arena where people can come here and, and, and come and appreciate what's going on. And that's when that, that's when my, my creative juices just really just start flowing. And I created what, um, what is now, I call it a staple, the Debonair Lounge. So this was every Monday night at Cafe 4212. We'd come in, we had the live music popping, amazing band. Uh, I had a co-host, Brad Gilmore. If you, if you haven't, if you're listening to this, I need you to Google Brad Gilmore. He is the Southern Ryan Seacrest. He, he, he's LA, he just don't know how LA he is. But this was my guy, man. You had white guy, black guy that was hosting these nights and the city had never seen it before. We got on every major publication in Houston, Fox 26, CW39, Houston Press, Houston Chronicle. And it was just dope on Monday nights, man. Um, and that really opened up, opened up my brand, opened up my lane. And if you knew me then, I've always been profound to make people dress up. You know, I've always wanted people to look nice. I know for, for, for our, for, you know, for our minority, for our color, it's like, yo, we need to be looked at in this light. Like, cause we were kings, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're still kings and queens to this day. So it's like, yo, let's put on our good threads. If you're going to see us, you're going to picture us, we're going to be pitching in these good threads. Um, and that kind of just carried on and that opened up my promo, my, my promo lifestyle. So I started promoting nightclubs. I'm like, yo, I'm getting this money on Mondays. I can get this bigger bag on the weekends, Fridays. So I got in the promo run, um, and the promo run has got me to where I'm at now, which is it got me the opportunity with this Martel Cognac um, brand and global ambassador. Amazing job, amazing company. Um, I walk into a venue, and it's, it's so weird because I was telling this story the other day uh, to my publicist. I walked into the venue, and it was, it was Houston Black Restaurant Week. You know, it goes down, Houston Black Restaurant Week, all the good food, everything. It's like a family reunion. Everybody's coming together. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lady approaches me. She's like, you're Tay Mitch. And I'm like, I'm like yeah. She's like, I knew that. I've been, uh, I've been stalking you for six months. Um, <laughs> I, got a, I got an opportunity for you. You know, it's like this, it was like oh, another same thing, like same thing, you know. Yeah. And I look at it like maybe it was just Garden Angels. The guy was just kind of just placing in my life to put me into these next realms. Like, yo, I'm going to take you out of this realm and put you in this realm. All right, let me put you in this dimension. But um, she, tells me about, she tells me about this job. And she's like, uh, matter of fact, give me your email. I'm going to send you over. You need to go on there. Just fill out the application. Fill it out. Go through like a four-step interview process. Boom. Nail it. Next thing I know, they're sending me to Paris for the first time. And I go straight to Martel headquarters. And I'm just blown away. I come back. And my main thing is to get Martel popping in Houston. And that's what I've been doing for the past year and a half, two years. Martel popping, chip. You feel me? I got to get you some Martel. I got I to gotta get you some Blue Swift. I got to get you some VSSD. You know, you got to put it right there behind you, right, right, up, right up under them plaques, up under them degrees, baby. You know, we get that product placement. Just set it up, I right? Do that, man. But uh, yeah, man, my, my life story is, um, I know I, I know I have the patience to create this brand, yeah, this yeah. brand that, uh, that that's going to go next level. But at the same time, I know it takes hard work and I, I have that in me. I have the, the, create, the creativity to do it. Um, and I've always said, Diddy can't be Diddy forever. You know, I, I said if I was ever to meet him, my, my, my words to him, my opening statement to him is like, you understand, you, you can't be Diddy forever. 
And I feel like for me, that at least be like, yo, who is this? You know, like at least give me a conversation, you know. Um, but I understand the value of building such a such brand and sacrificing certain things to be able to to put yourself at this, you know, at this statue or at this level. Um, the end goal is to monetize my decisions in my opinion. You know, and if, if, if I get, if I get, I hate the word influence because it's so loosely used, mm-hmm. but if, if, if I can help assist someone else to make a, a decision that can better their, their life or to open up another door, that's what I want to do, you know? So that's, uh, that's take me to the nutshell. That's the life stories. You know, we kind of just gave you the, the brief, but there's, it's, it's so much more. We're going crazy out 2019. Man, that's good stuff, man. Great story. I think it's cool how you talked about all the lessons, you know, along the way, uh, you know, there's a few things that you hit on that, that, that kind of resonated with me, you know, change is inevitable. You know, you had to mm-hmm. go through change and in each phase of your change, you had to dig deep and figure it out, you know, but, but the bigger picture is like, you can't make an excuse. You just got to go get it, you know, gotcha. and you figure out ways to do that, man. And, I think it's just just the perseverance and the consistency and the grind. Uh, when when you put those things together, it's a great formula for for greatness, you know, and and doing what you're Absolutely. doing. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk Absolutely. success, my man. Uh, what's your definition of success? Uh, definition of success, man. You asked me my definition of success. It has to be scaled off happiness. You mm-hmm. know, like what what makes you what makes you happy? You know, I think I think. I think without happiness, there's never no true success because you're steady chasing something. I think once you get once you get to that level of happiness, it's like, yo, I'm successful right here. You know, like my 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 people, like my family is is happy. My environment makes me happy. You know, like what I get up and do every day makes me happy. You know, it's it's, it's like finding that level of of, of happiness. You know, uh, like I say, for happiness, some people may be you know the monetary value. You know, family may be you know what makes somebody happy. So it's like, it's, it's, it's balancing out all of those different things that make you, you know, that, that gets you where you want to be. And I think that's when you become truly successful. I love it, man. Balance. That's a, that's a big word. I think, I'm a Libra, man. You know, we got the scale, you know, so it's like, it's all about the balance, baby. It's all about the balance. Come on, man. Give us that visual. Come on. Well, before we get off, man, if you don't mind uh, sharing with the audience, you know, I know that, you know, you have, like I said at the beginning, you know, some products and you're doing your thing. And I want to, you know, if you're taking time to to interview and share your story. It's, I think it's only right for me to give you an opportunity to promote what you're doing so the audience can check you out, man, and go show you some love. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you're tuning in right now, you're watching this. First off, honey, you pull your phone out right now. You know, you pull, you pull this thing out right here. You go to Instagram and you type in at T-A-Y-M-I-T-C-H underscore. At Taymitch underscore on all platforms. That's the first thing that we're going to do. Then what we're going to do is, um, so I just dropped this brim. This is called the Crown Blanco. It's my first ever brim. I was super nervous, super scared to do this. But like I said, I've always worn brims. People ask me about them. I'm like, yo, let me just do my own. So uh, we, we did our exhibit last week. Huge success. Huge, huge, huge success. So, you can log on to www.wearbrims.com, W-E-R-B-R-I-M-S.com, and you can copy yours now. Um, outside of that, if you're in the Houston area, 
every Saturday night where Dior Saturday is hosted by yours truly, Tay Mitch and the whole team. We make it a blast, man. It's two two clubs in one. You got the club side, lounge side. It's just a, it's it's the best night in Houston going on right now. Um, what else? Am I missing anything, man? The Midas Group. You're looking for digital marketing. Um, I do. I, I co uh, I co CEO with my business partner Mikos Adams. The Midas Group. You can log on the Instagram. The Midas Group. Spelled exactly how it said. Um, and lastly, but not least, from your local liquor stores, you pick up. Martel cognac, you know what I'm saying? Martel cognac, you can have it on the, you never tried it, have it on the rocks first. You sip it, then you start getting a little, you know, an experiment. You do some cranberry with a splash of red bull. That's how I drink mine. And you let me know how it go for you. But please be sure, follow me, at me, hit me up, DM me. I follow back. I'm, I'm very personable. That's just, that's just how I am. So let's definitely connect, man. It's all love. Well, there it is, Tay, man. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, interview with the Success Chronicles. I truly uh, wish you continued success, my man. Keep doing your thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chip, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. If there's anything on my end, how I can help, please feel free to reach out. Same sentiments, same sentiments. And if you out here, you better hit me. Oh it's, oh, it's on. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. We're going to set that up here shortly, okay? <laughs> Please, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So, look, I got to make sure I document this. In my, in my world, if you don't document it, it never happens. So, I got to get I gotta get this real quick, Chip. You know what I'm saying? So, look, that's the picture joint. And if we're going to do the video joint, it's Tay Mitch logging off right now with my man Chip Baker. What's Thank up? You. Tune in, tune in, tune in. Like I said, I appreciate all the love, that. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Success Chronicles. We'll see you next time. God bless. I got it. Go get it.